weird thing about this episode is mm-hmm. that we're recording it the day before the election and it's going to come out sometime after the they're going to say oh those guys didn't even know about the civil war that was about to erupt or somebody could be listening to this in the distant future uh in their spaceship and be like they could think we're talking about the the 2030 election exactly so yeah we'll see we'll see listener you know know more than we do uh yeah me too when we listen to this or when uh whenever the listener is listening to this we'll probably continue to be anxious you either are anxious or you're not really i mean you know in spanish they got two forms of the word to be it's like there's one that's like your state your status and the other one, which is kind of like your, like your essence or how you are. Oh. So it's like, um, you can be a sickly person or you can have a cold. You know, there's two ways of being sick. And so, some people are anxious, like that's their state. I start nervous, so it's yeah. like I'm bugging out here. You know what I mean? But there's some yeah. people who that just kind of, the kind of person they are. They're just a nervous person, yeah. an anxious person. You know. That's appropriate. Is it different in Catalan? I don't know. You <laughs> okay. know what? Catalan is not. Sorry, Catalan is yeah. not very similar to spanish yeah i think we might get into it a little bit today okay um so you want to start it, the podcast then yeah man hello and welcome to every damn thing it's a podcast where we rank everything i'm phil and i'm jake and we're here to guide you through the list of everything each episode we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything the list can be viewed by going to everydamnthing.net. you can find a link in the show notes yeah, so we've known each other for a very long time. Uh, once, while we were both apprenticing for a great architect... If I recall correctly, we were assisting in the construction of a giant cathedral. That's right. And during a night of revelry in a Gothic Quarter cafe, we imbibed a particularly potent bottle of absinthe. In our dreams that night, we were both visited by a little green devil who showed us a ranked list of everything. Immediately after seeing the list, we committed it to memory. But then the Almighty, our Father who art in heaven, barged into our tandem dream and smited. Smote. The little green devil. The Our, fa- our Father who art in heaven then proceeded to smite. He smoted. Our conscious memories of the list. We can now only access the list little bits at a time through an extremely scientific process that resembles shooting the shit. Through this process, podcasted for your entertainment and edification, we will gradually uncover the list of every damn thing. The list currently has 51 items with Dolly Parton at the top and QAnon at the bottom. The Jersey Shore and Crows are in the middle. Yeah, so that's an idea of where the list is. Uh, And today we're going to rank three things. Now, Um, it's just me and you today. It's just me and you today. We don't have a guest panelist or anything like that. Uh, We enjoyed having Jason uh, on the last episode. That was great. A listener, if you haven't heard it, go back to the last episode and listen to that. It was a real fun time. Uh, we'll have him back sometime again soon. For today, I was thinking, because uh, this is being recorded before the election, but it won't be released until after the election, you know, there's weird time stuff going on, and I thought maybe it'd be a good time to talk about something having to do with time, and that is something that recently happened in our lives, which is daylight savings time. Oh, yeah. So, like, a- as a concept, you mean the process of moving the clock forward and then moving it back? Yeah, I think that that is a process, a mm-hmm. concept. A, now, a, it's not just in America where they do this, right? They do this in America, but they no. also do this in, I want to say, England, maybe? They do it in England and Europe where they call it summertime, which is a better name. Uh-huh. I bet you they do it in Australia. I know they don't do it in, like, most of um, Asia and Africa. And is it done in um, all 50 states, or do they not do it in Indiana or something like that? I believe they don't do it in um, Arizona. And Indiana, I think. Or, you know what, it might even be just like, well, Indiana's weird, because I think Indiana might be in two different time zones, or maybe... So one There's, half there's a couple the, states where they don't do it, for sure. I know there's a part of... Uh, in Indiana, there's a town where sometimes they match up with Chicago, and sometimes they match up with, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know. I think the whole state doesn't recognize uh, daylight savings time. Okay, so, it's so most I mean, of, in most it, of America, it, we do it, and we've done it since the First World since War. Since around World War One, yeah. The first countries to implement it nationally was Germany and Austria, 
during World War One, and much of the states so, involved there followed after that. And like, it's gone back and forth since then. Like some countries have gotten rid of it and brought it back on. Wait, they've gotten rid of it and then they brought it back? Yeah, yeah. Like they implemented it during World War One. I. I think the reason. Oh, and they then did, when it was peacetime, they when got it was rid peacetime, of it. They got rid of it, but then as the century progressed, most places brought it back and i think it really coalesced after the 1970 energy crisis oh yeah they, they countries said went we, on it to save energy the, the idea is in the winter you want to maximize the time that people are up and about in the daylight so you change the time on the clock so it's earlier later in the day so that you don't you don't waste all the daylight right and when you ask people why we do it and they say oh it's because of farmers but i mean like Farmers don't care. Like, you know what? Also, Honestly, I, I've heard that farmers are more likely to be aligned against daylight savings time because they want their day to be determined by when the sun yeah. rises and the sun If you sets. say it's 8 o'clock or it's 7 o'clock, it doesn't really matter if you're a farmer. You have to wake up when the sun goes up anyway. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what time the clock says. So I don't understand that. And to be honest, like you can make that argument for everything in here because you're not changing the time. You could just say in the wintertime... Um, government employees have to show up for work an hour earlier. They work from 8 to 4 instead of 9 to 5. Right. Wouldn't that achieve the same thing without having to mess with the clock? Just say that you, your hours are different. I, that's why well, I, I guess don't that would be for government employees, but then you would uh, well, maybe for have anybody, to institute for, it for, for everybody. Any industry that wants to do it, they could do that. Like, there's nothing stopping people from doing it. Or saying, like, schools, if they want to in a certain region, they could say, yeah, we get up earlier in the, you know, in the winter. Never mind that, like, that's the last thing I want to do when it's cold is get up. You know, I want to sleep in. My favorite day of the year is the day that you get to sleep an hour later. I love it. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, great. It's, it almost makes the whole thing worth it. I say almost, but like I still, it's destabilizing. I know that like insurance companies say it's one of the more dangerous days of the year, right? They say because, because people are more tired. Yeah, they're sleepy. Like said, they're just spring forward when you lose an hour because both. people didn't get to sleep as much. No, no, they're both like this because it's like oh, really? when your day goes forward. Also, to, oftentimes your kids will wake up early because they don't know, right? Yeah. So they're so your kids are waking up way too early, and then they're they're keeping you awake. So even though you have an hour, or your pets. Yeah, it's like, and and just people's biology is thrown off. It's like it's unnatural to pretend yeah. it's a different time than it really is. Don't get me wrong, like. I think all time is pretend yeah. and make-believe. Of course. So, so like... I, you know, I almost was going to suggest that we um, rank time, just the concept oh, of time. Yeah. Uh, we will do that sometime, but... Uh, Some... Uh, but not today. I wanted to focus on, on this today, but... Um, so... You know, for, so for daylight saving time, the rationale is that most people just enjoy to have the sunlight align with what they, you know, think of as the nine-to-five day. And the adjustment, you know, twice a year is not so terrible that it's not worth it. You, you mentioned the uh, safety thing. Like, a lot of people who... Our proponents of it argue that it reduces traffic accidents. You're not commuting in the dark or something. Or yeah, you're not. exactly. I just think but just the shifting it. Opponents of it say that it increases fatal traffic accidents, which is weird. And I don't know if it's true or not. I didn't look at the sources. Interestingly, though, the opponents of daylight saving times, their statements were way more likely on Wikipedia to have citations attached to them yeah, than the yeah. proponents of it. Over the state we live in, California, we're talking about getting rid of it, scrapping yeah, it. Yeah. And they interviewed a bunch of the people afterwards. And some of them, I thought their arguments for it were just like, were just bullshit. Like it was just, we have to be in sync with these other states. And so blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. man, we're already three hours behind you know, most of the population of the country. Or yeah. mo- you know what I mean? Like a lot of people lives on the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, yeah. It's not that. And other people are like, well, changing it would be too hard, blah, blah, blah. Because we've been doing it for so long. The only person who I really respected of all these people, he said, I just like it. That was his right. argument for it. So, I like it. And it's like, I can respect that. I don't agree with it, 
But look, that's the only real argument for it for me is like someone just says, I just like it. It's fun. It's fun to change the clock. It has something yeah, yeah, to do. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I think it's kind of a fun way to sort of like switch things up. You would know, you miss it if it was gone? No, I don't think I would. But uh, so, but so I, I, I do think I, it's I fun. I saw I do think our it's representative. Good. I saw our state representative and I came out. Oh, yeah, him. I was there, I think. I've seen him twice and, and buttonholed him. I, 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 I harangued him. Yeah. One time he came to my son's, there was like a garden at my son's elementary school that was a grand opening and he was there to shake hands. And I was like, hey, you got to do away with this injustice. This, uh, you know, this daylight savings is causing me a lot of headaches. You got <laughs> to get rid of it, man. You got to. And he's like looking for a way out. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. And, uh, but he voted to keep it. A... His answer had to do with like, we do business with other states and they do it and it would be hard. I mean, because... it really doesn't matter. But to do something about the change in sunlight hours makes sense since most of the population, at least of our country, lives in a place where the amount of sunlight changes quite a bit through the year. Yeah, but like they do it in Hawaii, right? I think they do it in Hawaii, but that's just to line up with us, I think, because most places, especially whole countries that are near the equator, don't do it. Yeah. Many of the countries that are in higher uh, latitudes, they do it still, like a lot of them do it anyways, like, you know, like Canada in the U.S. with Alaska yeah, sure. and, and Scandinavian countries. But, but it doesn't really matter say... then. Like the difference in light is so drastic between winter and summer that like it's they do it, but it, it doesn't make that much of a difference. But like, I just don't get it how like if it would be better for people to be doing things earlier in the day. Why not just set the schedule for the people who want to do that? Because like, that's bottom up and this is totally top down, you know, like. Because, you know, everything. I have a way I have a fix. Like while we're talking about fixes for the calendar, I have a really good fix. It's very simple and it fixes everything about the calendar. It, the very simple idea starts like this. The new year starts on March 1st, okay. which is how it used to be like in ancient Roman stuff. I see. And the idea is spring is a time of renewal, right? That's when you want the new year to be not in the middle of the dead of winter. That's the first thing. Also, a lot of the months, the last four months on the calendar, the only meaning their names have is the number that they are in the year. You know, September, right. October, November, December. But they're wrong. They don't line up. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you said that... If December you said means that, month 10. Yeah, exactly. So you make, you change it so that now December will be the 10th month. September will be the 7th month. It, oh. that, that works too. Also, and this is the best part, a leap day is now a big party. You can do anything you want. It's kind of like the purge because it's basically like 24 <laughs> hours more between the last second of New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Yeah. Right? So you every four years. Kill anyone or just. It, that's right where you went. You went it, right there. I don't know. <laughs> it, you mean one could. One could yeah. One, uh, yeah. Um, so it would fix actual problems with the calendar. It would make New Year's Day come at a more appropriate time. Yeah. And it would create a new, it would make a bigger deal out of Leap Day, which should be a bigger deal anyway. I mean, even if we didn't do that, Leap Day should be a bigger deal. But it extends Leap Day. And also the rule would be like a big party on Leap Day where um, it's basically no rules. Kind of like yeah. a friendlier version of the Purge or Carnival yeah, or something yeah. like that. I think that's a great idea. Um, I'm wondering what the transition would be like. Would it be like we get two well, I, I already thought of that. I have, year? I have okay. a transition schedule set up. Okay. This year just has a second January and February in it. And then it's 2021 on March 1st. So wait, when would the first January and February have happened? Like... I see, I see. So yeah. the year is uh, two months longer, I suppose. Yeah, the, the first time. But then from then on, it, it works. So... Can't, it's airtight. There's yeah, it's no, a pretty good idea. Yeah. Because the months are wrong. The year is wrong. Yeah. That actually solves a problem, right? Daylight savings solves a problem that's not a problem. It's a problem if you're a retailer. Well, it's a solution to a problem. Not really. Just say we're not going to open at nine. We're going to open at eight and during the winter. So you're saying there has to be something. I was going to say the retailers like it because there's an extra couple hours of daylight after work during which people are more likely to go buy stuff. But you're saying just make people go to work later 
and then they'll still it, have that extra hour. But yeah, if, but if still, people, but, you're, people, but, but you're instituting a change somehow. It's just more bottom up, and daylight savings time is more top down. You're you're suggesting yeah. that everybody just chooses their own uh, solution to the problem. Yeah, but but yet we all keep the same time. We don't change yeah. time. Changing time, it's like it's messed up, man. Yeah. Like to say that it's five o'clock and all of a sudden it's not anymore. It's like. Yeah. I, I don't like it. Like you, you know how the, I, it doesn't it doesn't feel right to me. It goes against some like uh, when you when you I mean I, I I will admit I kind of like it when I set the clock back. Right, of course. Like, to get that extra hour is, is nice. Yeah. I, I like I'm not going to say that I don't yeah. kind of enjoy it, but it doesn't feel right to me. It's almost like you were cheating God, you know what I mean? Uh, but, we're, uh, we're laughing in the face of God and we're trying to say we are God. And then you also God. know that like you're also going to pay for it come spring, you're going to lose an hour. Oh yeah, the and, worst yeah. day. So I, it's like we spit in the face of Kronos. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, why am I tired at work? Why am I crashing my car? Uh, why are all these bad things happening? Well, it's because we defied the gods. We had hubris. We can't do that. So I'm, Speaking, I'm against daylight savings, yeah. and I'm pretty firmly against it. So when we come to rank it, I don't, I don't really know. Before we get to ranking it, I wanted just a couple more things in my notes that I wanted to say about it. One was that opponents of it call it daylight slaving time. I think oh. it's because it's, you know, it's the businesses, it's the industries that are like trying to make yeah. people like, follow the clock like slaves. And also, I, do, I call it daylight's engraving time because I usually, usually spend the time like working on uh, my own tombstone. Like here lies Phil. He died because of daylight savings time. Uh, certain ancient civilizations also recognize this problem with the fewer hours of sunlight during the winter. And mm -hmm. their solution to it was the segment of time known as the hour it would expand and contract during the year during different oh, times that of the makes year sense. so yeah. so in rome for example um an hour lasted 44 minutes in the winter time but 75 minutes in the summertime and essentially like the clock started for the hour when the, the, the sun, sunrise happened yeah yeah because if you think about like when you're if you're measuring a shadow on a sundial yeah the hours are going to be closer together if the sun is coming, you know, what I mean, in yeah. the winter time, then they would be in the summer. So it kind of makes sense. It was like they didn't have. It wasn't like they did a math conversion. It was just that that's naturally how it worked because they were using the sun. Um. So yeah, you want to rank it? So you don't like yeah. it? I kind of do I like, like it, it for no reason. I like it because I think it's. It's, that's that's like it's the fun. one reason to defend it that I can accept is that you kind of like it. Other ones I can't accept. There's no practical explanation for it. We always like impractical things. Yeah. I like to eat these chipotle peppers in adobo sauce, and I made a, a sauce with them. Today I just I made some fish tacos, right? Right. And they were delicious, right? But like it wrecks me to eat these chipotle peppers, right? But I still want to do it all the time. The heart wants what it wants, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. if you want to if you want to fiddle with your clock twice a year, look, that's what you like. These days you don't even have to. Your watch just does well, it for you. Okay, so my impulse was to put it at the very bottom of the list. Okay, and I'm looking more like around the middle. Let's say just glancing at the list, the middle so is. So you like people dying in car crashes? The middle is Jersey Shore. No, no, people. Or people dying in car, car crashes car is not enough to balance out a little bit of fun for you doing some pretending you're time traveling. Well, you know, but uh, what about the economy? You putting the, <laughs> the economy above people's lives? Come on, man. Where? Tell me a number. Where do you think it should go? I. I'm looking at number 30, which is national hmm. debt, which I think is cool. I guess 31 is band t-shirts, which is... Band t-shirts have paid your rent, man. You're right. You're right. And so the next Daylight thing Daylight Slavings is, Times never paid your rent. Well, Moist is a fun has, word to say. You get up at and that, that has something good. I'll tell you where I'm looking. Okay. All right. I want to put it below Oreos and below Pigeons because they both have good things about them. Oreos, single stuff ones I'm talking mm. about now. Uh, of course. So you're looking at Oreos is number 42 and Pigeons is number 43. I'm yeah. not... Like, those, neither of those things... Even Gambit from the X-Men, although not my favorite member of the x-men so do you like oreos more than you like getting an extra hour of sleep 
I like Oreos a lot more than having to wake up an hour earlier. And also having the entire economy be destabilized. Twice a year, we're thrown into chaos. That's it's not, we're not. People know what they, I mean, it, it's, it worked fine Chaos in the streets, man. It's madness. It's brother against brother. It's <laughs> a dog eat dog. Okay, what's so bad about Gambit from the X-Men? Well, he, You don't like his jacket. I don't you like don't, his jacket. Don't, I don't, you don't like, like his that thing on his head. That headdress, he no. I don't like his accent that much, mainly because it's fake. I don't like his glowing eye. Um, I don't like the cards that he throws or how they glow. I don't like his staff. I don't like. Does the staff have a fork to it? It's almost no. like a more of a pitchfork oh, like or a, something. Like a does it? No, I don't think so. I think it does, and it glows with a weird energy. You're probably, you're probably right. It probably does, which sucks. Uh, yeah, okay, so, man. Okay, so Josta is a beverage that I don't know much about. It's sexy, I guess. But so I mean, are pigeons, you know, true. and yeah. I would put pigeons above daylight savings time. So pigeons are at forty three. Um, we were yeah. talking about gambit, which is at forty six. I'm I'm fine with putting daylight saving time. I I like it, but I guess I could I could live without it. I appreciate it, Jake. Um, I appreciate you saying. You know what? If they got rid of it, though, I would um, I would probably miss it. It's just like if they told you uh, Marvel Comics called. They said Gambit we, is gone. We heard There's never going to be Gambit. Gambit anymore. There was a lawsuit. The, they lost the rights. They can't ever have Gambit again. It was ruled unconstitutional. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Okay. Um, well, I'm saying if they told me Daylight Savings Time is gone, you got what you want, I would be like, yes, finally, I won. Then I would think about it. Then you'd probably it, institute say, your own. I'd say, yeah, you know what it used to be fun? Setting yeah. those clocks once a year, twice a year, really. Yeah. If I'm honest. Yeah. Okay, so, so it ended the list at number 44, Daylight Savings Time. Perfect. Uh, you want to take a break and come back and uh, you can yeah. bring us Let's take it? a long break because okay. there was some conflict and you know we got we to gotta deal with it. <laughs> okay, sounds good. We'll take a nap. Okay, I'm back. I'm well rested. Are you? Yeah, no, I couldn't sleep at all. <laughs> Tossing and turning? Yeah, I know how it is. I set my clock um, forward, so I essentially woke up before the nap started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, did you bring something you wanted to rank? Yes, the Three Stooges. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, I like the Three uh, Stooges quite a bit. So what? let's talk about them. They're a okay. comedy team right. from the first half of, well, actually going into the middle of the of the century because they had a lot of success on television. A lot of it was showing the old shorts. They had been a vaudeville act, and then they, they made the transition into, uh, into movies and later into television. It's three men. Um, classically, when people think of Three Stooges, they think of Larry, Curly, and Moe. Yeah. But for a while, um, Curly, who is the bald one, he was gone from the group. He got he got really sick and he couldn't perform anymore. So another guy came in with Shemp, who is like a brother. I think Moe's brother. Maybe he's uh, Curly's brother. You know, he's the, they right. were, the guy who had been their manager and back in the vaudeville days had been on the team. And he, he had been like a solo act for most, most of his career. But then he joined back up with the Stooges and performed for another, you know, I don't know, 10 years or so. It was quite a, quite a while, actually. Yeah. But so when you think of the Stooges, you think of Moe, Larry, and Curly. And Moe is... Sort of an angry guy with a, uh, what do you call that hair? Like a bowl cut, right? Or the bowl cut, yeah. yeah. And um, he's kind of the leader of the group. Um, he's a little crueler. It's kind of like butthead to Beavis, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. His relationship. And then you have Larry, who is a little friendlier, um, and he has this wild hair sticking out. You yeah, know? almost and like he, a clown. Yeah, like a classic he can play clown on haircut. violin sometimes. Yeah. And then there's Curly, who is just, he's like a really handsome one, you know? And he yeah. is bald headed. And kind of thicker than the other guys, and he is sort of a virtuoso of buffoonery. 
Like yeah. he, he can just do stuff where it'll just blow your mind when you watch him do it. I, me anyway. Yeah. Um, and their comedy is a lot, mostly them just abusing each other, hitting each other with things, poking each other's eyes, that kind of stuff. A lot of physical gags. Slapstick. Uh, slapstick, exactly. You can get a lot of their stuff. You can see it on YouTube, but you can also um, buy them on Amazon. They're only like a couple of bucks for the short ones. I suggest Odor in the Court, I believe it's called. It's the courtroom drama one. There's a parrot is giving testimony. Uh, a guy, get, he gets his head stuck in a clamp. They're just really fun and really good to watch. Their gags aren't especially elaborate, are they? No. It's not like when you're watching Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton or something. Right. Where there's stuff that wouldn't have worked on stage. I mean, a lot of what they do is stuff right, that they yeah. probably did on stage. I mean, they do some... And it's centered around like, dialogue. I mean, there's it's not well, like... Well, there are puns and stuff, but it's it's not like... They're not really like telling jokes all the time. But they're you know interacting through dialogue with each yeah. other. A lot of times they'll be in a situation where... There's like a B plot that's, that yeah. would be the A plot in a regular movie. There's like a guy who's trying to get the girl. He loves the girl. Yeah. Or something like that. And then the Three Stooges are kind of mixed up in this plot. You know? Yeah, yeah. There was a movie of Three Stooges not long ago. Yeah, who um, was in that? It was the guy. Okay, there's this guy who, what's the guy? He was on like Vine. And every time someone says lemon, a lemon comes out of his mouth. Will Sasso. Will Sasso okay. played Curly. And he was really good. And then some guy from Will and Grace was Larry. And then... Um, Mo was a guy who I didn't I didn't know the name of Diamantopoulos or something like that. It's right. a guy I didn't. But I think they they did the right thing to cast sort of nobody. Not such high profile. Yeah, because yeah. for a while the original idea was that they were going to cast um, it Jim was Carrey like, probably. Jim Carrey as Curly. He was going to gain a bunch of weight to do it, and he probably could have yeah. done as, it too. Oh, as like, Curly. Wow, I would see him yeah. as Mo, but I guess because he has that haircut and Dumb and Dumber. So. He... Oh no no, I think he could do it, and then it was like uh, Sean Penn as Larry, and then um, <laughs> wow. and Benicio del Toro as Mo, and I was like, when you look at him, you're like, oh, that really could have worked. But the thing is, yeah. like, those guys are actors, but they're not slapstick comedians. Like, what they yeah. need are guys who can do slapstick and who can do that. More I think Jim, Jim Carrey can, but the other two dudes. I'm I, sure they think they can, but I mean, maybe they I, I can. Think it's, I don't know if you can teach that stuff. And, and, yeah. and so they made a movie, which I, like, I haven't even seen the movie, but I've seen, like, I watched clips of it and stuff because I was curious about it. And it's it works okay. I think the better thing to do would just to get three totally separate stooges that don't tr like that just have the same dynamic right so you're because not doing of, an impersonation you're just yeah but then it's it like was, that's not what people yeah. expect from the three stooges they want a particular way you know for a while when they were replacing curly there was talk of they were going to get mantan moreland who was a, a black guy who was a um a vaudeville comedian that had known he had worked with shemp in the past and right like shemp before he joined the, the group he was like we can get this guy mantan moreland he can be the third stooge they're like, you know, the studio was like, no, we can't, right, you know, yeah. this, this and that. And it's too bad because like Mantan was like, like you can watch his stuff on YouTube too. Extremely funny guy. Extreme, and you see, you can see he, when he would be in movies with Shemp and it's like they have good chemistry. Although yeah. it wouldn't have been with Shemp. It would have been with uh, Mo Some and Larry. Thing. But got you. it makes you think like, oh, I wish that could have happened. I wish they could have done that. That Honestly, it would have been like for the time. This is like before Jackie Robinson was playing in, in baseball. Right. You know what I mean? For the time, it would have been like a big step. Yeah, there was know? things going on in film black people winning best supporting actress or something like that you know before oh, like yeah yeah it's like for a role it, that's like you know problematic but oh you're talking about gone with the gone with the yeah. wind was being in the 30s this is like in the in the early 50s i think right. it was when this is going on so yeah this would have been like uh sydney poitier or something like that okay yeah you know and and it's also like you know there's not a lot of dignity in this role because it's you'd be basically getting hit in the head and poked in the eyes right but that's actual like it's important i i don't really know how to explain it like I think that it is important what those guys do and like what they brought to the world and their cultural contribution. Like we shouldn't diminish it. It's silly, but it's like 
it, just the same as Bugs Bunny or the same as any novelist or writer, they like brought this beautiful thing into the world, even if like it doesn't seem like it has much value on the surface now, of it. I remember know? as a kid, I was a little bit discouraged from watching them, and I know that other kids that I knew were like even more discouraged from watching them because it was thought that they would make kids violent. You know, they encouraged either uh, bullying or just over roughness uh, in yeah, play. Yeah, well, you know, it's like when your kids watch wrestling and then they jump off the roof. Yeah, you know, or like, like when I was like four, I blew a handful of pepper in my babysitter's face <laughs> because I thought it would just make them sneeze and that would be funny, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but I don't think that their effect, I mean, I'm sure you could find, it's like with Beavis and Butthead, I'm sure you could find a report of a kid who burned his house down, you know, because they was watching Three Stooges and they were playing with matches or something. Is there still things being made today that use physical violence for comedic effect in the way that they did? I know that you can see, like, there's certain movies where you might see somebody, like, uh, you know, fall off a two-story building onto a car for comedic effect. I guess the equivalent nowadays would be, and now this is even years in the past, but, like, Jackass or, like... Um, oh, yeah, good point. Who else does slapstick stuff? Or, you know, people on YouTube that um, make, like, fail videos. You're right. Or, I, you know, I before that, America's yeah. Funniest on Videos. But, yeah. yeah, think about people who are just hurting themselves yeah. or hurting each other for laughs. I mean, well, espe- especially if it's a show, you know, if it's not real, you know. In all those cases, those things are real. And maybe, you know, uh, yeah. the Three Stooges, when they would perform these acts, they were actually being, you know, getting hurt. Somebody's, uh, but I think it was mostly just show. Yeah, them I mean, being they showmen, say, so. though, that, like, Curly, he, he had, like, a, oh, professional a wrestling. with his brain. Yeah, it's kind of like pro wrestling. Curly yeah. had problems with his brain, and he, you know, it probably didn't help that he was getting hit in the head yeah, with a yeah, two-by-four. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same with yeah. wrestlers, where it's like, Maybe it's not too bad for them, but somehow wrestlers all seem to die when they're 51 years old or something. Yeah. I think something like that is up with Curly. Like, it, you know, it wasn't real healthy for him. But In you your know, mind, would that be a demerit for them? Oh, that like their act actually contributed yeah, they, to act, the early death of Curly? Yeah. No, because it was his life. It was his life's true. work. And it's like, honestly, like... You think I you guess feel that feel way about same... football players? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I do, man. Like, this is going to be maybe controversial with you. Or like Muhammad Ali. If Muhammad Ali had never taken up boxing... Right. Right. Maybe he was like his Parkinson's wouldn't be it would have been affected him in the way it did. Yeah. So do you think it was a mistake for him to take up boxing? I mean, he like reached unparalleled heights of fame and glory and like everyone knew his name. But on the other hand, like it caused maybe him, he could have he, done that in some other way. Uh, I mean, if he yeah, was truly yeah, the maybe, greatest, he could like, have like done it through. But like, like what, he he made the choice. Just, and I understand that like a lot of boxers don't actually make that choice. You know, like yeah. they oh, and football had, players even more so. Like, yeah, I understand. Yeah. But like. I, oh, I, I think that like NFL players now coming into the NFL at 22 years old, it's not like the idea of football being unhealthy for their brains is, is unknown to them. I, I understand like it's it's this messed up business where people's bodies are being ground up for enjoyment and for entertainment. But at a certain point, we have to say that people are able to decide what they want to do with their life. So if like somebody wants to be in the Three Stooges and get hit with a, you know, put their head in a vice and then whoop, 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 you know, and get their eyes yeah. poked and they want to do that. At a certain point, people have to be allowed to do things that hurt themselves. Okay. Right? Sure, yeah. It doesn't mean I love watching it. But for Three Stooges, I appreciate it. That's all. Now, I haven't watched them in a while. I do have definitely have affection for them. But in the last even like 10 or 20 years, I've, you know, sh- I've surely watched more Buster Keaton or that kind of comedy than I have them. Uh. So it might make it difficult for me uh, when ranking them. I couldn't even cite like a specific gag. Although actually, now that I think about it, there is the one where there was where I go to poke you in the eyes. Mo was trying to poke Curly in the eyes. Yeah. And, and then he puts a hand up and, and then blocks it. So, it blocks it, so he takes both his fingers and he's able to get in between the palm of the guy's hand. That's a funny yeah. gag. 
Like it that is. works. You wouldn't want someone to do that to you. But like, you know, I don't want people poking my eyes out anyway. I feel like I watched one with you. We watched a three oh. that had a mummy's theme at my old house when I lived in New York years ago. Okay. And I remembered you being delighted. You were clapping yeah. your hands like a seal. You had a ball balanced on your nose and you were popping <laughs> up in the air and clapping your hands. Yeah, but so, that's because I wanted a fish. That's <laughs> right. So I threw you a fish from the bucket. You're right. It probably was that was without. Yeah. Um, so I'm ready to rank them. Uh, How many fish do uh, you think football players get paid? Look, man. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's go ahead and rank them. I, it's fine. I, I have, honestly, if I was like a relative of a football player, I would say, don't do that. Just do something else. I yeah. understand. Like, they go inside the brain of somebody. Like, uh, Junior Seo kills himself by shooting himself in the chest. Because he wants people to be able to study the head because he, he knows yeah. there's something wrong with his head. You know, he's in his early 40s and he has like the brain of like a 90 year old man. And they think, well, maybe there's something wrong with this football, you know? Um, look, <laughs> I, I, I'm i not here to defend football. We're talking okay. about Three Stooges. We, we, we can rank football another time. Mm-hmm. Okay, Three Stooges. So um, the one comp that we have on here, the closest thing to them is Cheech and Chong because Cheech and Chong is a comedy act and so are they. I think they go above Cheech and Chong. I'm not going to argue with that. And Donald Duck is also kind of a comp at number four. I don't think they go as high as Donald Duck. Which is funny because I admire them in a lot of ways and they're also... I don't know if they're explicitly Jewish, but it was like, here are these three Jewish men. They're definitely vaguely Eastern European. Like all of them are, I think. Um, yeah, or, or and, like, and, or Mediterranean slash Eastern European. And it's like they're not pretending that they didn't have to like uh, pass as Anglo's to make it in the world of entertainment. Yeah, it was. I don't think that's a very small thing back when they were doing it. You know, right? Um, but they're also not doing like a minstrelsy of Jewishness, which you can't really compare that to Donald Duck. You know, that's something I just thought about that. You know, about these three guys. I've so, never thought that way about Donald Duck. It is a crude stereotype of Eastern European Jews that we're like hitting each other in the head, oh. um, tripping each other, kicking each other in the balls, putting our each other's um, heads in vices, uh, calling each other names, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but the, my favorite thing that Curly does is when he goes on the floor and he kind of like runs around. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like a breakdancing move almost, right? Yeah, and he's like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, so oh, we said Donald so- Duck, which is at number four. Uh, Teach and yeah, Chong, by the way, it's number probably, 22. I want to so. say probably below Donald Duck. De- I would say Donald below Duck. Donald Duck. I would say below Hank Sr., who's at number five. Um, I personally would put them, I think, below Watchmen even. Watchmen the comic book, which is at number seven. Yeah, but Watchmen the comic book has some issues, man, because of... Oh, no, like the comic book doesn't. I know it does. It has 12 issues. Yeah. Uh, Shit. Starting with issue number one. Uh, you know what? I can live with that. So, I might even want to put them below onions. So put them above... Yeah, they the smell like onions, for sure. At least one of them does, if not all three yeah. of them. Wait, which one do you think smells the most like onions? Um, I want to say Larry. I think uh, Curly has a sweet-smelling sweat of like right. an honest man's hard work. One of them probably has an onion in his pocket. Oh, Larry uh, definitely yeah. does. Okay. And Mo just smells funky, I bet. Yeah. Man, honestly, though, like if you look at it, Curly is a handsome dude. He would be driving around a sports car and stuff. He right. had lots of girlfriends and whatnot. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. They dump him up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But like... They can't really hide that he's like, he's a cool guy, man. He's a man about town. Yeah. My wife doesn't like that when I'm talking about how handsome Curly is. When he shows up, um, we're watching Three Studios. I'm like, hey, this one's the good looking one. I and mean, like, Mo's okay looking too. I don't, I don't know about Larry. Not, but... I don't know, man. Anyways, let's know. move on. Let's get, so we were looking at Watchmen at number seven and, yeah. and Onions at yeah. number eight. What do you let's think? Let's put it under Watchmen. Like, Watchmen is an accomplishment. It's an achievement. It's influential. Now, we're sure the three studios are better than uh, Midnight Train to Georgia and Sex. Uh, and, and try to back that ass up. Uh, maybe you're right, man. I mean, I, I like them quite a bit. 
but what about shirtless men wearing elaborate angel wings, gold lame shorts, and furry cha-cha heels? Now that's number twelve. I would think that they belong somewhere in there because both things entertain me equally. I feel like I mean they both I'm, entertain me in different ways. I'm um, more of a Three Stooges guy. I, I, I maybe it's my bias is talking, but the, also their body of work is bigger. It's like there's more different stuff going yeah. on. Let's put them below sex. Okay. And above intro to back that. Okay, ass that up. sounds good. Sex is at number ten, so. We're going to put the Three Stooges at number 11, which moves Intro to Back That Ass up to number 12. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, let's... That was, that was exhausting. That was tougher it was, than I thought it would It was, yeah. yeah. It was like uh, running around on your hip in circles. That's what I was trying to say. I'm like, he kind of runs... He can't even describe the things that he does, you know? Yeah. They should clone those guys. They should... Like, people say they should clone Rodney Dangerfield. They should clone the Three Stooges first. Mm, uh, yeah, because they came first in time. Yeah. You got to clone everything in order that uh, it appeared... Well, then, so they'll be ready, like, they'll be ready to serve as shock troops for when King Rodney Dangerfield takes over the world. (laughs) Okay, let's take a break and come back and uh, rank one more thing. All right. Okay, Okay, we've returned. Are are you back? Yep, I'm back. Are you back? Yeah. Okay, cool. So now we've got a a listener submission. This is submitted by Joe Oz, a friend of the pod, listener. Friend of the show and uh, constant companion uh, throughout our life. Uh, He wanted us to rank... Anthony Gaudi, this is an architect. That guy's an architect and he's from Barcelona or he's from that region? Yeah, he's, he's from a... that region. He's, I think he spent the majority of his career, at least, in Barcelona. And I've heard it said that no city bears the mark of one single architect in the way that Barcelona like bears the mark of Gaudi. Right. That, I think like, that's is there be anyone true, yeah. like, you know, you could say, oh, what's that guy, the city planner in New York? Oh, yeah. I, I can't, I, I can't you know. remember his name, but we'll put it in the show notes. Or you could even say that dude, Olmstead. Olmstead like influenced New York and, and probably other but, cities even more than New York. But, but um, like all the famous buildings in this one great city were all made by this one guy or yeah. influenced by this. Yeah. Guy yeah. When, I mean, it looks like Mobius stuff. Yeah. It looks like that. The artist Mobius. It's wild, futuristic stuff, man. It is. It's Gaudi's one of the few arch- names that I, I know of architects, which... Well, I know I am Pei because it's a funny name to me. And there's another one that... Cool House, Rem Cool House, because you think... That's a cool house. Yeah, he probably is like... That's how he got started was people I were mean, like... I mean, to me, the real, only ones that like can spring to mind automatically are uh, Gaudi and... Um, Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright, yeah. yeah. I don't even know the name of the person who designed the Chrysler building. Um, I don't know either. You would think that you'd know that person's name. But yeah, I, I, I do believe that's probably true about Barcelona. Most... Many people, if they do think of Barcelona, what pops to mind is uh, the Sagrada Familia or just Gaudi's uh, architectural style in general. No and how would you person- describe the style? Like, I'm a layman, so I look at it and I say, oh, it's, it has some stuff. It looks like a future. Uh, it looks like it's alive. It, uh, it does. Know? So, like, from the top of my head, I would say, oh, it looks sort of surrealist and sort of Art Nouveau. And it um, it predates surrealism by, by quite a bit, but it he influenced surrealism. If you surrealism. lived in one of these buildings, would you be like... Uh, oh yeah this is great it's very efficient it makes sense that the window is here or would you be like this is a really weird place to be it's a strange space i think a lot of the stuff made a lot of sense but it didn't make sense mentally you know it's uh, especially for the for the modern mind it, it definitely like had functionality and it, and it was built soundly um yeah yeah but it did have a little bit more ornamentation i think than yeah like the flourishes to it are just they're so strange to yeah. me it looks like you're looking at science fiction even yeah. though this is something from 100 years ago yeah look, yeah like I think the Eiffel Tower is very pretty, but it doesn't look like science fiction to me in the same way. Yeah. 
it, there's something it about because it. It is more like it's more forward thinking than I think. Than I am. Or than I think Gaudi was. Gaudi was like most of the stuff that we know of of his. Is most of his most famous works mm. are inspired by nature, by like flowers and and, and like the that's, and like the human body by like skeletons and stuff like that. That's really forward thinking. Even if he's looking like turning inward, he's not just trying to make his idea of some Jules Verne stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. It, it's it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Honestly. You're right. He's one of the few architects whose name I know. That says something, right? If you showed me his like some buildings that he had made, I'd be able to, to to point them out. Yeah. And I couldn't do that. I probably couldn't do that for Frank Lloyd Wright. You know what I mean? I don't I, think I, I know could a few do that of his buildings, and I I can point them out. One thing I was going to say about when you're talking about Gaudi and, and futurism, and mm-hmm. this applies to Frank Lloyd Wright too, and maybe most architects. When you think about when their buildings were made, I usually place them a couple decades later than they actually are. You know, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, because that's like when. Because these guys were ahead of their time. Yeah, and also because buildings have a life. It's like that's when the building was first there, but you know, but it continued to be there forever as like a, as, you know, this constant presence. Yeah. So I mean, just to go over some of the points about Gaudi, like he wasn't, um, even though in Barcelona he was getting a lot of work. You know, this mm-hmm. was in the early nineteen, well, around the turn of the century. He wasn't really respected outside of Barcelona by architecture people in general and critics, etc. He wasn't in line with. A lot of stuff that was going on. He wasn't imitated all over the world, like some. Yeah, and I think the influence of Bauhaus, especially in architecture, which was around oh. the same time, which was like way it's sort like of cleaner, exactly, uh, and uh, like less ornamented and it, whatnot. And so that's the direction that kind of a lot of a lot of people were going at that time. Yeah, and so his works were neglected and were pretty unpopular amongst internationally amongst critics and whatnot. Was he famous in his time? Well, no, he must like, have been because he got the contract to do Sagrada Familia, which was the biggest architectural project in. Barcelona, at least locally, he's famous. But yeah, you know, that's but the thing. Like he was known in that city, but maybe you know, maybe internationally. Almost he... all of his work was either um, in Spain, or there's a uh-huh. few things that he did, like in parts of France that are near Spain, or you know, Mallorca yeah, yeah. or somewhere like that. You know, other places that are that are not far from it. So yeah, I don't think he had um, a lot of reach outside of the, his country or even that specific region. But he had he made a major impact there. And then later, I think mainly because people like Salvador Dali started praising him so. Oh, much. that's a good call. It kind of has a Dali-esque like when you look at those buildings that's kind of the vibe you get or like I mean another vibe depending on which building you're looking at to me and this is even a couple decades after Dali uh-huh. is well you said Mobius who's mostly known to us as like a comics yeah. artist um, but he also he helped design film art film de- design and yeah stuff like uh, that. but also H.R. Geiger like those aliens uh, oh. of H.R. Geiger's look a lot like certain stuff by Gaudi specifically I think there's a place called Casa ba- I don't even know how to pronounce it because it's got a T followed immediately by two L's Batio which I've actually I, been outside of in Barcelona kind of um, stuff is man like yeah, you, yeah I, I, I got some problems with it yeah this is a house that looks like like its roof looks like a dragon's back the balconies look like kind of like bones well you're going to put a picture in the show notes right yeah yeah well I'll put a link in the show notes I'm not putting any pictures anywhere. how do you how do you say it Batlo Batlo I think uh, its local name is House of Bones it's a pretty neat place and this is the one that's really it, oh yeah I know this yeah. one I'm looking at it now I see what you're talking about Sagrada Familia which is the cathedral that is still being built like 100 years later why hasn't it finished yet most cathedrals took hundreds oh yeah of, it takes a long time and mainly that's because of funding so um, died because he was hit by a train right uh, yeah he died he was struck by a train and then mistaken for a beggar because in his old age he um, didn't care that much about his appearance uh-huh. and so he wasn't treated right away or he got like the beggar treatment more or less and then like, yeah, a, they're like a day they, later they kick up to the curb exactly a day later somehow he, somebody found him and recognized him and then 
he got attention, medical attention. But you know what? It was that shows too, that it you got to give everybody medical treatment. You know? It does. No, it's it's true. Especially if you get hit by a train. Yeah, uh, it was a, it was a tram. Not well, a... I mean, once it hits you, I mean, whether it's <laughs> yeah. a tram or a train, it seems kind of be academic, right? Yeah. Um, so let's to let the listener know. Go look him up. His stuff is really interesting. Um, he's an architect. He's most famous for Sagrada Familia, which is a crazy looking cathedral that I've been outside of, but I've never been in because you have to really plan in advance in order to, to get in there. But apparently, it's amazing. I think Joe's been there. Joe Oz, who submitted us this. That's probably but, why it was on his mind. Yeah, and so then there's also like a park, Park Güell in Barcelona, which is a whole park. Did that, he have any political affiliations that would like? He he was a defender of Catalan culture. I think that he um, there's a couple of instances of him getting beaten by like or whatever during demonstrations in oh like Guardia Civil and stuff like that yeah but I don't think arresting him. I think that he w- didn't go quite as far as wanting autonomy like he wasn't an anarchist or something he was okay with Catalan being part of Spain but he was also like a defender of the culture yeah because like they didn't want the language to be banned yeah. or whatnot and speaking yeah. of another notable thing about politics um, I'm not sure the details of this I saw this just at the last minute I was actually on the website for um, that Casa Batalo that House of Bones but mm-hmm. it looks like in the last month or so, there's been a strike of workers there that have temp- temporarily shut the place down. I think it has to do with it's COVID related, but like the website actually has a, a whole lot about how bad the strikers are and all the all, everybody aligned with them. But this is the official website for the place has been shut down. Man, you can't cross that picket line though. Yeah, and I, I guess some of the um, strikers have have thrown bricks or stones and broken some of the original windows, which is a bummer. But you know, I stand with those with the workers on this, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but another interesting thing about him is that so he was. Profoundly religious. Later, in the last half of the 20th century, maybe in the 90s, there's been a movement for his beatification or beatification, you pronounce that? Oh, the, but don't you have to, in order to do that, don't you have to somehow prove that he did a miracle? That's sainthood, which is a little bit yeah. different. But I think if you're beatified, then you become uh-huh. a blessed person um, in the afterlife. That doesn't make you a saint, but it's a step towards being a saint. Once you get that, that means you are officially in heaven and you are allowed to intercede if somebody prays to you, then the prayers actually work. Oh. Yeah, you can. Well, that's actually a It big gives you the go, go ahead to start answering prayers and whatnot. He has magic powers. In now. the afterlife, yeah. Well, none of these. I mean, Prince probably doesn't have that. Like, no, the other dead people well, on our well, list. Well, I'm that sorry. Um, Gaudi has not been recognized yet. Uh, oh, okay. Some people have. There's a movement to, to have the church uh, recognize him as such. But um, they're praying he to him and he can't. Yet, so. He's like, look, my hands are tied. I, like, yeah, I'm just wait even... for these paperwork to go through. Uh, we'll see when it happens. Uh, <laughs> But at the, yeah, until man, then, I can't really like, do anything about it. It's kind of weak that, that he doesn't have that yet. Like, it, it doesn't help his resume. It's too bad for him that he's being ranked before he has those well, powers yeah. to intercede but in the earthly realm. It, it does mean that he can't uh, intercede in our ranking of him, uh, which, yeah, is, which yeah. is probably which is good. Which is good, because that makes it more fair. Uh, he, would, um, he might recuse himself we, anyways. but We might feel his hand, like, moving ours when we rank them. True. So, let's think um, about so, it. So, yeah, Are we haven't, we haven't put in a, a great artist in here at all. Well, like we a, put like in, I mean, art. we have... There's a lot of say, performers, musicians. These people are artists, but, like... Well, you could say the Three Stooges are, the three you know, Stooges. or the Hank Williams Sr. These are, yeah. like... What's the word for the also, physical arts? You have to that, think about the world of architecture. The world, is yeah. he the... He's an architect we know, but yeah. is he, like, one of the greatest architects of all time? Is he in the top, you know... In terms of vision, I think he may be, because he made a style that was uniquely his... 
it can't be mistaken for every, or anything else. You know, it's within styles or adjacent to other styles, such as, you know, but Art Nouveau. But do you like but... to put people high? Because you say you value ideas more Yeah, than... and when I'm ranking him, I'm valuing his ideas. As a person, he does, there's not much that... Yeah, as a person, he's a person. I think but... it's cool that he dresses like a beggar. I, I know that he's a vegetarian. I think that's cool. The aesthetic oh. lifestyle, I'm not sure, like, overall, if that makes a great person. Well, you know, being but... a vegetarian is kind of an aesthetic lifestyle. Sometimes it's it goes like... hand in hand with it. Not always, but sometimes. I, I mean... The, but, so... but then you think, like, something like the intro to Beck that ass up right yeah so that is, is like, like that's the sagrada co- familia of yeah rap but it's intros. just the thing it's not yeah. the person who made the thing like we're yeah, not putting true. we're not saying many yeah. fresh we're comparing an, a work to a man and like yeah. men unless they're beautified officially yeah and are up in heaven and can intercede on our behalf are just men well so women, so you were you looking know. at intro to back that ass up which was 12 and we look at hank williams senior we ranked him I mean, the reason he's at number five and the reason he's so high on the list is not to do with his personality. In fact, his personality, if it weren't for his personality, he might even be higher. But he's really high on the list because of his body of work. Now, that body of work, you know, has had more of an effect on me personally. And, you know, something that I would go go to. So Three Stooges, that's the same case. I mean, like that form of entertainment is better you know, to me personally, it's something I would go to quicker than I would go to the architecture work. Of... Are we bums? Are we are we uncouth? Maybe are we might we be uncultured? uncouth. I mean, I, honestly, like that, I would sit and hoot and holler at a Three Stooges comedy act, and I'll say, um, "This is what's up." And like, I'm sitting here in a stained undershirt, and I'm drinking a beer. You yeah, know? Um, yeah. I mean, it... which is probably how my grandfather watched Three Stooges. Come to think of it, and yet when I see the architecture, it's like pearls before swine with me. I can't really appreciate it. But I don't want to rank it especially high just because I don't appreciate it or understand it. Yeah, and just giving it the little bit of attention that I gave it today. Um, you know, I know that I like there's stuff that's adjacent to it that I really like. Art Nouveau in general is something that I'm into, yeah, yeah. and it's very Art Nouveau adjacent. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, maybe just in, in how it's unsettling and, and not the clean lines of modernism. It reminds me a lot of German expressionism, the movies. I want those clean lines sometimes. It's unsettling yeah. to me because I see it and I think unsettling like, is it's true. Like I want this building to be square. I want yeah. this, you know, I mean. I want that's why the alien is scary you know in aliens is because the weird organicness of it yeah and, and you know and the same with surrealism you know, those are all things that like while i'm drawn to them i'm uh, also repulsed in some ways i'm repulsed by the uh, gaudi stuff but i, do, I don't sure think people at the time when gaudi was doing that stuff they're like yeah you know what yeah i mean yeah. even yeah. now you look at it you're like what the fuck is this like this is alien <laughs> um and and for it to have been 100 years ago like again there's stuff going on at the time that was comparable in, in certain art nouveau that's stuff like, but that's like, like the shit you see when you shoot that cannon at the moon yeah, and, and hit the moon in the eye, and then you get out, and the moon people are all dancing around. Yeah, that's like that where they're living is in a Gaudi uh, building. It's true. Uh, I think that we can probably agree that we we'd put him below number twelve. Back that ass up. Yeah. Um, so, Dancing Queen. I, I feel like he's got to go above Dancing Queen. It's a cool song. Yeah, Dancing Queen is it, number twenty. It's 20. a cool song, but it's just a song, you know. Yeah. And I I kind of think he should go above A shirts and Charmander, who Charmander for all his benefits is just a digital lizard, yeah. you know. Um, I would put him above land, which is at number seventeen, because let's put him below rye bread, though. Below rye bread, you, you, you okay? That, I mean, because rye bread really brings you quite a bit of joy, doesn't it? Yeah, and nail yeah. clippers are important, even yeah. though there's the stuff I don't like to talk about with them, but like they make me right. uneasy. Yeah, maybe, and they, actually, they make you uneasy in the yeah. same way. This might make you uneasy, right? Like you're you're drawn and repulsed. Rye bread should be higher almost because there's no problem with it. Uh, I mean, although you uh, can't make peanut butter and jelly, but I'm gonna try that. And maybe you can. Carbies so. don't make Barbies. <laughs> So we're going to put Antoni Gaudi at number yeah. 17, which is in the top half of the list. It's our first uh, architect. Adding Antoni Gaudi um, makes the list of everything just a little bit more sophisticated, highfalutin. 
Yeah, man. The falutin levels were very low. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're getting there. Okay, so uh, you want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up, man. Thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. Go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and our show notes, which is where we fact check ourselves, give further information on the subjects we talk about, and put relative links. You can find links to a lot of this Anthony Gowdy stuff this time around if you go to that. Email us at list at everydamthing.net with any suggestions for things to rank, comments, words of encouragement or discouragement or corrections, threats, or special offers. You can subscribe to us um, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you got this show. Our uh, theme music is by Jade Puget. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. If you didn't enjoy it, then keep it to yourself. Tell your friend the good news and say, finally, there's a podcast for you to listen to. It's Phil and Jake, and it's every damn thing. Thanks for listening, and we hope the election went well. Mm-hmm.